Uh, 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 can, can I get a SWAT team to a big cat rescue? Um, there's a bitch there. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably be like, we're all on it. Many months has come and gone since Red I was born. Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma's most Republican Yet I keep doing crime. Many a page of life turned, many a lesson I've learned. Well, I feel like in those hills I still belong. We be doing crime. They are revisionists and they are reactionaries. We just can't make it a witch in a suit of thing I'm Adam Burnett, and this week we have Carl Roberts, Stephen Lastman, and Parker Nelson on the show, and this is Red Star Over Oklahoma. We are a politics and news podcast broadcasting about left Oklahoma, and this week we're going to do our absolute best not to spoil our upcoming Joe Exotic episode by talking about Joe Exotic the entire time. So we just did a quick warm-up of about an hour of talking about Joe Exotic without recording it. So uh, yeah, good for us. Uh, this week in national news, we're going to be talking about the... Uh, uh, accusations against Joe Biden that Joe Biden assures us that we should presume to be true. Uh, then we will be moving on to the, uh, uh, picking my words carefully, Chinese virus stimulus package uh, before, of course, turning to Oklahoma news where we will be, where we will be discussing Oklahoma's response to COVID-19. Uh, and then we have a quick conservative reading series to end out the week. So let's just jump right into national news. So this first story isn't going to be fun today. I just listened to the interview with one Tara Reid on the Katie Helper show about uh, her extremely credible accusation that Joe Biden uh, raped her in 1993 when she was a Senate staffer in his office. Also, Joe Biden says um, that we should believe these people when they say things like this. So I'm just going to take Joe Biden at Joe Biden's word and believe the accusations against Joe Biden. Yeah. And um, there's a lot of good reason to believe it, too. She's tried to come out multiple times. Um, so I, just, I like want to lay out what happened before we start talking about the fallout. So um, Tara Reid was a, a Senate staffer. She was a uh, staff assistant in Joe Biden's Senate office in the early 90s for about nine months in 93. Um, she at the time reported uh, issues of sexual harassment about Joe Biden uh, to multiple people. Um, we have record of that. That's true. And it lines up with stuff that like he does on camera where it's like he touches women in a way that makes them uncomfortable. He like sniffs young girl's hair. He like rubs his hand on people's neck. And so she had reported all of that at the time said, Hey, this is inappropriate. This makes me uncomfortable. This isn't good. Um, and this all after Joe Biden hired, hired her after seeing her in an interview and basically being like, Oh, you, you're a pretty young thing. You'd be great in my office. Um, and so she reported that she complained about that at the time. And that lines up with something that uh, another person uh, brought up um, earlier this year, whenever Joe Biden came into the presidential race, um, which is that Nevada politician Lucy Flores alleged that Biden had inappropriately sniffed her hair and kissed the back of her head at a rally one time when he was like being, you know, like, I'm the senior politician here. I'm endorsing you. This is a thing where like there was a power dynamic so. between her and Lucy Flores. Um yeah, just being like a d- disgusting, like like creepy uncle, right? I mean, there's um, like an innumerable uh, amount of uh, gifts to support all of this on video evidence. Like, it's, ugh, continue. At least the creepy sure, behavior, this is not the. Like a, yeah, this this is is definitely a step. a step up from him yeah, being this is, handsy, though. 
This, yeah, this is yeah. this is different, not, right? Not because to they're finish that, but yeah, it's it's this is definitely and, an escalation. Yeah, Tara Reed had specifically like she had complained about that in '93 when she was working in his office, right? And had faced workplace retaliation for that in the you know in that she started being told, oh, you can't dress like you're dressing, which is just normal professional, the same way she'd been dressing before she complained about it, that, oh, you know, you're not going to be involved in the programs you're involved in. She was running the internship program in the office at the time and so on. Um, and so, like, that's reported. That's a thing that we know happened for sure, right? She specifically complained about that kind of harassment because there were other people who witnessed it in the office and could back her up. So that is not, like, alleged. That happened, right? Everything's um, alleged, Carl. Thing, Do you not know how facts work? Yeah, I mean, well, okay, okay, sure, fine. Um, but the big thing that she came out now and said, um, which she had tried to say earlier, we're going to talk about that too, is that in 1993, at one point, she was asked to bring a gym bag to Joe Biden outside of the office after she had turned down doing an event for him where he said, I want you to be a cocktail waitress at this event because I like your legs. And so she was asked to bring this gym bag to him somewhere in the Senate office, right? And he pinned her up against a wall um, whenever she got to him. It was only the two of them. Um, and then um, reached his hands up her skirt and um, violated her, right? Um, this is what Tara Reid is alleging right now, that this happened in 93. Now, after that, she told her brother and her mother about this. Uh, her brother who apparently feels really shameful about this, said, you know what, that's politicians, that's just how this works, don't tell anybody about it, don't get involved, you don't need that, you want to have a career in this, it's not good. Her mom said, oh my God, you have to tell people about this, you have to tell people about this, this is really important. And she also told a friend, I believe, um, at the same time. Um, so this has been reported by credible journalist who works at Rolling Stone, Katie Helper, this is also a story in The Intercept. So like, the you know, journalistic institutions believe this is real. Um, and are, you know, willing to go to bat for it. It's also showed up in Vox and HuffPost now. So, like, it's slowly trickling into the media. There was a lot of stuff about, oh, no, no one's reporting on this story, and it's, it's oh, what? But what's really going on is that bigger news organizations are trying to vet it, um, going through their own process to make sure they feel comfortable reporting it. To some extent, we're getting to the point where now it's kind of weird that it's not, like, a New York Times story. Tara Reid, however had not come out previously uh, because she wanted to in April. And this is where the story, you know, like a story of rape is already terribly fucked up, right? Just disgustingly fucked up. Inappropriate, bad. Joe Biden should resign right now. Like Al Franken. He can't resign from anything. For, yeah, he can resign from the presidential race or from life. Um, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I He guess. should drop out. Um, but um, the reason Tara Reid came out now is that she wanted to tell the story. Her daughter's an adult now. She hadn't wanted to tell the story in 93. She didn't want to tell the story in 2008 because she liked Obama. Um, and she and was I like, thought uh, she was more like, recently she had tried to tell this story. And this is this had. is what we're going to tell now, okay. right? So she had wanted to come out sooner. Um, she wanted to come out earlier and then was very afraid of coming out because she watched what happened with Lucy Flores, right? Lucy Flores... Uh, said Joe Biden touched me inappropriately, like, inappropriately, like I said earlier, in uh, April, about a year ago, whenever Biden had officially thrown his hat in the ring. And she was like, you know what? There's a lot of talk about this stuff where there's like these photos of Joe Biden being creepy. And that's something I experienced that's really bad. And it's not OK that a presidential candidate have behaved that way. 
Um, Lucy Forrest got dragged across the board in the media. Just shit on. Everybody attacked her. Everybody's like, Forrest is a fucking asshole. What a terrible person. This is just politically motivated. Blah, 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 blah. Which um, we should know is uh, the norm for Dems. They're, like, not any better towards accusers, towards their no. side. Like, And and we're going to talk about that some, too. Um, so Reed, you know, was watching the campaign, was like, you know what? There's probably some value in coming out, but it just doesn't look like it's going to be a problem, right? Joe Biden's going to, you know, sure he's doing well, but no one thinks he's going to win. He doesn't look good. Everything seems kind of soft, like it's not going to happen. It's bad. But she still um, reached out to Time's Up, which is a nonprofit organization. It's the Time's Up Legal Defense Fund. Um, and what it does is it works within the National Women's Law Center to help people in the Me Too movement who come out against rich, powerful men to get legal support and also support in the media and so on so that, you know, their character doesn't get assassinated or, you know, their life doesn't get turned into a living hell by people, like, coming to their home and, like, throwing shit at it, um, you know, threatening them directly and so on. And so she went there to talk to them about this, right? Um, time's up, looked into it, and they were saying, oh, this is good. This is okay. Yeah, we're, we want to help you. Um, we would like to help you. Maybe we can provide funding for PR and subsidized legal assistance, right? Because lawyers for this kind of work, you know, lawyers are expensive in general. And lawyers, like high-powered attorneys to do the kind of work where you go up against, I don't know, somebody like Joe Biden, you know, is expensive. It is not easy to do. And apparently the Time's Up people were just saying, you know what? It's fine. Yes, we're going to support you. We don't want to put our 501c3 status in any kind of jeopardy. So we're going to wait until Biden isn't the candidate, and then we're going to go after him. And we don't need to do that. Uh, you know, we, we can wait to do that because we're not that worried about it. Um, important fact, too, part of why she went to them is that she brought it up in April um, after Lucy Flores and did receive some, like, you know, mean emails, like things that made her feel unsafe about telling a story of, of, of getting raped by Joe Biden. Um now, what came after that is that the group who does PR um, with Time's Up is directly connected to the Joe Biden campaign. Um, where's the name of it? SKDK, uh, SKD Knickerbocker, which is the PR firm that works for Time's Up, um, has a managing director of a Anita Dunn. Anita Dunn is now the top advisor to Biden's presidential campaign. She came on after, uh, on advice from S SKD Knickerbocker, Time's Up told Tara Reid that because Joe Biden was a presidential candidate, it would threaten their 501c3 status to go after them legally. Um, then, after having passed that information along to uh, Time's Up, which then said, you know what, we will put you in contact with lawyers and so on, we're going to help you in any way we can, but we can't provide financial assistance, meaning that Tara Reid couldn't you know, bring a case um, or, or talk about it, or, or even come forward without any kind of support. Um, Anita Dunn then moved on to be the top advisor to the Biden presidential campaign. So right now, we have a person, Anita Dunn, who works for the Biden campaign, who was involved in making sure that one Tara Reid, raped by Joe Biden, was not able to go out uh, in public and talk about what happened to her by killing the story and then receiving a position on the Biden campaign for it. Now, Anita Dunn also was involved in advising Harry Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein, 
way back in the day when the stories about Harry, uh, Harvey Weinstein uh, were starting to come uh, come out. So she specifically provided pro bono legal consultation to Weinstein following the start of the Me Too movement, all the accusations against him that now, uh, thank God, have landed him in prison until he fucking dies. Um, if, of coronavirus, if, maybe. If, uh, yeah, if you call him uh, Harry Weinstein again, I have to make a joke about it, and it'll be Weinstein. way too inappropriate for our podcast. So please don't do that. Um, so right now, um, no one is covering this in the mainstream media. Like I said earlier, there's, there's like a good reason for that, but like I haven't, it's not, I haven't read through my Washington post today, but it's not like a front page story or something. Coronavirus is providing good flack for Biden. Uh, I'm not, Fox shit. is the only like decently large media outlet that's mentioned anything about it. Well, and Vox mentioned it in that, like, the, the sexual assault allegations against Joe Biden explained or something. Um, oh, no, they changed the title now to a sexual assault allegation against Joe Biden has ignited a firestorm of controversy. Um, you know, it's important to keep in mind, this is when Joe Biden was going up to bat right around the time, like, this sexual assault, this rape happened right around the time when Joe Biden was going to bat for Clarence Thomas against sexual assault allegations uh from Anita Hill, right, when he was running the uh, Senate Judiciary Committee, when he was chairing that committee. Um, and right now, we're also in this situation where the, probably the most disgusting thing is that we see, like, they've denied it, uh, the Biden campaign has denied it, and we see all these fucking people online doing exactly what Tara Reid was afraid of. She's getting called a Russian asset because she shared a story. She wrote a post on Medium that was like, I have a friend who's Russian and anti-Russian shit is bad and Vladimir Putin is good, which is like, okay, that's fucked up. That You shouldn't say that. But it's not related to the fact that Joe Biden raped her. Um, now she's getting called a plant. She was a Warren and is now a Sanders supporter. So now it's, oh, it's the Sanders campaign that is coming after Biden. And if you listen to this hour-long interview or even just the seven-minute one where she describes specifically the rape, it is clearly, like, extremely hard for her to talk about this because, you know, it's, it's like, shocking to your sister. It's, it's, it's a terrible thing she had to live through where somebody with power over her did something to her that she couldn't do anything about or talk about. And it, you know, ruined her career. She had a plan of being in the Senate, working in the Senate, eventually running for office. That's what she wanted to do. She was not able to be hired by another office because Joe Biden's office killed her career on the Hill after he raped her so that she wouldn't be able to work in other offices, right? Um, and all of his supporters are coming out and saying, all these, all these Biden supporters are saying, no, we shouldn't believe her. Oh, I'd rather have somebody who's only raped one person instead of 23 or something. And it's, it's like the real proof in the pudding that all of these fucking people who talk about, ooh, we have to believe women, oh, we have to defend women, they don't, they don't, they don't mean it, you know? They don't care about it. They care about it that's, because it's that's the, a political that's the, tool. That's the take that made me think, like, that this isn't going to matter at all. It's like uh, somewhere on Twitter, people saying, um, oh, well, Trump's raped more people, so he's, do you want someone who's raped even more people? You know, lesser of two evils. I mean, and, it's yeah, no, no, it's, just so, like, it's not going to necessarily no. be a campaign strategy by any stretch of the imagination that a Trump is going to go for the general, assuming that he wins, or b that is going to stop the Democratic Party from nominating him in the first place, right? Yeah, I mean, well, no. so, I mean it's like Democrats. So, Democrats never cared about this shit. It's like, yeah, yeah, they never cared about it. Nobody ever said anything about uh, but, Juanita Broderick and Bill Clinton. But what happened last time with he, Hillary Clinton is that Trump brought the woman who accused 
Bill Clinton to the debate. And so Hillary Clinton right. couldn't go after Trump. And on that, because you'd just be like, look at all the women your husband raped. They're right here in the front row of this debate. He would have done that. And it wouldn't have mattered because, you know, for Trump's voters, they don't believe it, right? They believe that Joe Biden eats babies' brains, okay? Oh, they, they, don't they have believe that Trump is a, you know what I mean, some demigod. Or that if he did do it, the women wanted it or something. But and even on then, top I think of that, this gives better ammunition to combat, especially the Joe Biden supporters that at the very least I've seen online uh, to some degree, few and fewer and far between. Right. But ones that are like, oh, this is a fight for like the Supreme Court seat as to whether or not we want the Supreme Court lost forever, in which case they turn to the most recent nomination of, you know, Brett Kavanaugh. Right. In which case it's like, oh, well, no, no, we it's, it's gotten down to like, yeah, you're begging for scraps. You want this, you know, rapist who is friends with segregationists who supported horrible trade policies. But, you know, you know, maybe that Supreme Court pick. That's the that's the one thing that you get out of it. So you're a but monster the, if you don't vote for him. On top of that, like part of the problem is that Joe Biden will bring it up that Trump has raped people. Joe Biden is not sound enough of mind right now to stay on message and not bring it up. And Trump will bring this up. And the effect that will have is is what we saw today in a Washington Post uh, Ipsos poll that came out, where voter enthusiasm for Joe Biden is eight points lower than Hillary Clinton's record low 32% voter enthusiasm. So it's, it's going to turn off people who we need to go vote for Joe Biden. And what it's going to do is, is let Donald Trump come out there and say, uh, uh, people say, I'm a raper. Uh, Joe Biden, he's the actual raper. And... <laughs> It's going to mean that we get if, if Joe Biden does end up being the nominee, he doesn't have to. Bernie Sanders is still in this. And with primaries almost all being pushed back, can still be the nominee. Um, you know, we're not going to be able to beat Trump with Joe Biden because of shit like this. And and like the amount of non-enthusiasm there for Biden is before we even. No, it's, that should be a line we don't cross voting for a rapist. You know, that's an okay thing to say, no, I will not vote for a rapist. If they're both rapists on the ballot, I'm sorry, I'm not voting. That's the thing you get to say. And that's the thing you have to say to people who say, no, you have to vote for Joe. No, it's important that we vote for Joe. It's important that we beat Trump. They already have the fucking Supreme Court. They have a majority on the Supreme Court. It doesn't matter if Biden is in there. Oh, they get more people on the Supreme Court? That doesn't mean anything right now? No, it doesn't mean anything. They have two very young people in Gorsuch and... Kavanaugh on the court that are going to be there for 30 years, right? They have another rapist on the Supreme Court. Uh, they also, I mean, I, I'll just say practically, there is an enormous RPGs. amount more of law decided by uh, federal judges uh, mm -hmm. who are put in by appointment uh, rather than the Supreme Court. Yeah, the Supreme Court does some big stuff every once in a while, but let me tell you, there is law being made every day constantly by federal judges that were appointed by the Trump administration that were just rubber stamped through. And that, that is where the rubber meets the road, really. And that's already, I mean, that, that ship has already sailed. Trump has done a stunningly good job of appointing judges. I mean, he has a personally, right? But people in his White House who are committed to it use the Federalist Society to fill up the bench. Like, that ship has sailed. And people will tell you, oh, no, we need Ruth Bader Ginsburg to be replaced by a Democrat. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't change the balance of power on the court. Yeah. It doesn't help us. They still have five people. And so, like, we are at this point now with Joe Biden being credibly accused of raping someone that you have to start every single time you see that. You say, no, I'm not voting for a rapist. I won't vote for Joe, Joe Biden. You have to go post that. You have to go have serious talks with people about that because we have to change this. You have to get on the phones. You have to get on the Bernie dialer whenever the campaign finally starts again, whenever we get through this coronavirus shit and say, hey, 
I can't vote for Joe Biden because I can't vote for a rapist. And according to Joe Biden, we're supposed to believe women that come forward with these kinds of stories. On top of it being a credible accusation that has been backed up by a lot of evidence. On top of it lining up with what people already know and feel about Joe Biden. On top of the fact that Donald Trump is also a rapist. And it's just, it's just one of the most frustrating, disgusting things in the world to see all these fucking people who have weaponized, oh, believe women, turning immediately turning on their head and, and saying, actually, we don't believe women. And we only care about our class interests and the interests of the Democratic Party. We don't care about any of the things that would make you say, I have to hold my nose and vote for this person. It doesn't fucking matter. And, you know, it's it's important and it's disgusting and it's a fight we're going to have to have. Like, we, we can still do this. Bernie's still in it. Mm -hmm. And if we're really fucking harsh about this for two weeks right now, Maybe we can get Biden to drop out. And if that happens, Bernie will end up being the nominee. They're not going to be able to shove Cuomo in on us or some fucking horse shit like that. Mm, so, they might. I, I mean, they're going to try. Yeah, they're going to try. Nice I, think they, I think they're going to. <laughs> but right. we have a chance, you know? And I, I think it's important to keep that in mind. Well, just, Parker, Parker, you call them Biden supporters, but I don't really don't think there are Biden supporters, only I, Biden defenders. I, like, there's, yeah, there's mean, no one actively supporting Biden. They're all just like... Well, I, I don't, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. more over the defenders, but the uh, vote blue no matter who and presumptive nomineers, you know what I mean? Well, Which I, I, I do all those, lump in the, the same camp. And I think what's awful is that those people, I don't think, will be swayed by this whatsoever. I don't think that they will be moved at all by this. It's, it's not going to be a, like, moving from one end to the other. It's going to be more over a, oh, well, it doesn't matter that much because Donald Trump is one, too. You know what I mean? That, hey, this yeah. isn't a death nail by any stretch of the imagination, which is, like, ridiculously disgusting. Well, it, it, and I think that what you're speaking to, Car or Parker, as well, is that, that it comes back to that electability thing. They think that they can stack Joe Biden's credentials against Donald Trump's and be like, oh, look at his better credentials. Look at Donald Trump. 30 rapes. Look at uh, uh, Joe Biden, too. Oh, oh, look at that. Look how much better in like that's the well, thing. Is that that's like, not yeah, morality. That's, that, like... that's that's like utilitarianism. And as we all know, utilitarianism is fucking bullshit. So they're also, but I mean, yeah, I mean so ridiculously. Like, too. They're like, look, she's got the qualification. She's got the stats on Trump. Mm -hmm. And yeah, nobody cares, dude. Like, yeah. like they, they, they ridiculously un underestimated uh, the, the ability to care for any stretch of anything at all, like from, from the left, it, it is beyond me that these center-right shit fucks. Anyway, continue, Carl. Well, I mean, we're, at, we're at, the the, at, at the end of the day, right, the whole fucking vote blue no matter who, harm reduction horseshit, you know, I've been somebody who... Not super uh, big Tuesday, the one after Super Tuesday. I was like, you know what? I didn't vote for Hillary in 2016 for the straightforward reason that my vote didn't matter. I was voting in Oklahoma. Oklahoma was not going to vote for Hillary. So mm -hmm. I, I didn't have to feel bad about it. Um, and going into this election, I had a really serious uh, feeling of like, I don't know how I'm going to feel about it when, if it's Joe Biden at the end of the election. You know, I don't know. I'm conflicted about how I'm going to vote. And well, nobody thought it would be Joe Biden at the end of the election. No, of course, right? of course. With, like, but it was still like, shit. it was still uh, like, I thought it you would know, be. if you go back in the episode logs, you will find my take in which I said Joe Biden will be the nominee. <sighs> yeah. We're okay, Stephen, congrats. Um, <laughs> um, but like it, ever since big, you know, as, as the race has gone on, it's been like more obvious to me that not only 
from a strategic standpoint of the only way we can get the Democratic Party to move left is if we can keep them from winning by not voting for them. But on top of that, Joe Biden is so uniquely disgusting as a person uh, and what he stands for that like we do have to not just from a standpoint of we would like to take over the party and have it run in our interest but also from a standpoint of if we actually believe in something if we actually care about <laughs> you can't vote for it, you know i mean the democrats oh don't my care about god it. you thought the democrats gave a shit for a second no no no, no. And it was like, really like cute. the party the party doesn't i mean that party voters do and that's why we have to like mm. we haven't you know, we have know. an opportunity here to be like, hey, if you like the team, you know, you can't put a fucking Texas Longhorn quarterback on OU's team and have me root for him. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So now we're moving on to our second national story of the week. Uh, yeah, we're going to be taking a look at the stimulus plan for the Chinese virus. $1,200, folks. $1,200 checks. Well, do I get it? I'm, when do I get I'm it? Looking forward to tell, my tell, 1200 bucks. I am going to use my Tricky Nixon, Tricky Dick Nixon fund bill to <laughs> uh, purchase exactly 100 cups of coffee. So. <laughs> Um, I'm going to be using mine to donate to the, uh, Joe exotic, uh, defense fund. Oh, you should <laughs> free, free our, we boy. All, if we all pull it, then it could be an American subsidy for Joe exotic. But anyway, I think Joe uh, exotic yeah, so this was 1200 a, bucks actually, <laughs> uh, most of us do. That is one, uh, I think a quarter I know, of because this bill. students are being uh, fucked in this, but let's not talk about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we should specifically uh, talk. Well, well, we'll get into it. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into it. So it's <laughs> it's a $2 trillion relief bill uh, broken up into several parts. Uh, individuals is a, a little over $500 billion, about a quarter of the $2 trillion. Uh, big corporations getting another uh, quarter of that. Businesses getting $375 billion, with the rest going to state and local governments, public health, safety net, education. Um Indian hospitals which, are getting some money, which is good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, public services getting money, definitely good. Uh, corporations getting money, not as good. But most adults will be getting $1,200. Um, some may be getting less, and then every child uh, gets you an additional 500 So I hope you've been stocking up on children's. <laughs> they actually removed that um, stipulation, by the way. Bernie, uh, big, big Bernie, i uh, stalled everything out in the senate uh, i think there were the three the three major stipulations one of them being not allowing the stock buyback the second one being um not a, like because they they wanted to pay people under a particular margin six hundred dollars instead of instead of having you know the ceiling on it of a hundred thousand dollars being like hey, you you know you might not need the money yeah bernie you get that fire speech uh in the senate going off on people being like oh god forbid anyone gets paid slightly less than they would get for unemployment there was that uh, fucking um, mask off moment when rick scott was like you shouldn't be getting making more money when you're on coronavirus unemployment than you do mm-hmm. at your job because then why would you go back to your job why would you look mm-hmm. you would probably look for a better job and it's like isn't that the whole fucking reason you people tell us we're supposed to support this rotten system right. that i can look for a better yeah. job like that and you come no, out and you it's... just take the mask off and fucking say it? Are you kidding me? No, you're supposed to be so beaten down that you never have time to look for better prospects. And this would yeah. uh, prevent that. Yeah, um, the unemployment provision, too, where you can, if you have a laid-off worker, they receive 100% of their salary up to, like, 75 k That, ugh. 
Yeah. Big boy Bernie. That was uh, no, that Bernie was a huge one. Fighting for these things. Yeah, Bernie. You know I mean? like, also, literally. Oh, Bernie, the the guy who gets nothing done in the Senate. Huh. Yeah, wait, what he also that? he also made the unemployment, which normally doesn't apply to these people, uh, apply to gig workers, mm-hmm. uh, self-employed people, and uh, people who uh, Silicon Valley companies lie and say are contract workers. Mm-hmm. Makes them uh, eligible for it as well. Yeah, also, also uh, strippers yeah. are are another one of those contract workers that were included, and uh, provision for uh, people who uh, don't necessarily get officially laid off, but uh, just have because businesses are also trying to get around um, the laying people off stipulation by just reducing their hours to zero. Which is actually, I heard some interesting stuff about that. Um, what they're doing in some other countries, like what they do in Denmark right now, is they say, "Please don't lay anybody off. We don't want you to do that." The government is going to cover, I think it's 80% of the salary or something. Keep them on the payroll. We'll pay you to do it. And then when the crisis is over, they can just start working again. You don't have to hire. You don't have to go through the process to make it actually go smoother, which actually like does make sense if 100%. somebody said oh, that's perfect. Yeah, if you, if you really did have a system in which you could say, oh, we need to pause the economy and float this shit for the next two months, mm-hmm. that would be that would make the startup so much easier. Um and yeah, I, I, even Canada, I think, is doing a more regular $2,000 a month rather than a one-time payment to recognize the fact that, oh yeah, your bills come in every month too. Well, and, and one of the things that's hurting a lot of students right now, because I mean, we're hearing um, disastrous stories out of NYU and other colleges across the country of kids who have been, you know, had secured housing and had paid, I mean, Jesus Christ, Dude, yeah. dorms are fucking so fucking art expensive. students, bro. Who literally can't use the facilities. And they (laughs) won't be getting the $1,200 check because all of these people were claimed as dependents by their parents the year before to stay on their parents' insurance because none of them are fully employed. And so because they were declared as dependents, they can't get the $1,200 check. Um, which is also bullshit because a lot of times that's actually tax fraud because the parent or the person claiming them as a dependent isn't actually paying for greater than 50% of the person's, uh, uh, of, of their, uh, expenses. And so it's actually just bullshit on its face. And these kids are just not going to be able to do anything and become homeless and shit because of this. Well, that's before we yeah, talk so about there's the kids definitely some... kicked out of their college dorms. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there are <laughs> so many people kicked out of what is probably, like, their means of housing, um, including international students who either had to go back to their home country or if they couldn't, had to, like, rapidly find somewhere to sublet or live while they were kicked out of their dorms. Uh, yeah, and that's not going to have an adverse reaction on, you know, thousands of fucking people or anything. That That definitely won't generate, like... Um, uh, statistics that say that minorities and immigrants commit more crime because we make it impossible for them to live in this country and then the only way that they can survive is to find a way to take from the massive piles of hoarded wealth we have in this country that we don't allow anyone to get to and then we'll just criminalize them and use them as a statistic to further criminalize their existence and uh, make them a subclass it's basically a case system Universities are one of the few ways you can get into this country long term easily. And yeah, just pulling the rug out from under these people and being like, all right, well, figure shit out. Uh, also, it's illegal for you to be in this country is... and you can't get a flight out. So, yeah. Ah. Uh, 
moving on to like some of the the business aspects of this, uh, one of the biggest stipulations is fifty eight billion to help the airlines stay open. Which, ha, they're. Um, I mean, I think that if anything, we should now publicly own the airlines. God. Since how, how many times have we fucking bailed out the airlines? Uh, at least two in our lifetime. Yeah. One of the craziest things about the airline bailout is that, like, it's very true that it does not make sense for companies to have, like, six months of cash to run on on their bank accounts. That's stupid. Like, that's, that is that is dumb. But airlines have spent 96% of their money, of their profits, on, on, on stock, stock buybacks. buybacks. Just yes, making that's money. The difference, is that they for... have been inflating the value of their own stock for with all of their profits and not using it to, you know, do anything for their company build a safety net for their workers build out any sort of like long-term you know i mean shit the uh, the volcano in iceland blowing up should have caused everyone to build a contingency plan in the wake of a massive airline shutdown um but no like yeah no gotta make the line go up Um, and this while airlines have been like oh yeah actually you shouldn't get luggage Ooh, no you shouldn't get a carry-on bag you know Get well, they've got to make it does extra cuts stuff, where they have like to. They treat us like fucking cattle. <laughs> yeah, we're the ones who suffered through those cuts, and we're the ones who pay to bail them out. They should be a fucking nationalized industry. Uh, but one of the stipulations in here was a stock buyback ban to prevent them from doing that with their massive stimulus check, um, as well as reporting requirements, oversights, um, specifically no benefit for Trump <laughs> like, yeah. to make sure. But that was a fucking fight. Because sure, because Trump was Trump. openly saying I should like, get some of the hotels. money. We're losing money. Everybody knew I did hotels before I came in. I don't know the word hotelier. I don't know it. I don't speak French. Yeah, maybe instead of filling the uh, Janet Center with cots, they should be filling Trump Tower with some some beds. <laughs> oh God! I have to say though that will be that will be the uh, second most sickening event to ever happen at the Javits Center. Oh. Uh, um, I don't know. I got a lot of life from that event. <laughs> um, a few of the good things in this bill, though, part of the public health measures were $100 billion for hospitals, um, a bunch of money for community health centers, $11 billion for drug access, CDC, Veterans Health Care, telehealth, uh, more money for food stamps, child nutrition, food banks, and then state and my, local uh, government money as well as education uh, temporary student loan relief, and then just things to make sure that basically we can still have the bare bones of a society while all of this is going on. Uh, anyone who's got that student loan relief, hey, you have to apply for it. It's not automatic. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's important. I'm, um, I'm, honestly, you have to apply for it because if enough of us apply for it and this lasts long enough, the ghoul companies that make money off student loan collections, uh, right? Because we owe the money to the federal government, but the company who manages it is a private organization, is a for-profit organization. So if we all do it for long enough, all the companies go under, and then maybe they'll finally forgive all the student debt. So if you have it, make sure to do it. Even if you just put that money in a savings account to pay back later, um, just just do it. 100% do it. We can maybe starve the beast. You know what I mean? It's possible. God willing. Inshallah. Well, Come on, don't be a fucking asshole. <laughs> Shall we move on to Oklahoma news? 
Uh, Corona. Just me, me going? Me, yeah. me going with Corona? COVID. Got it. Uh, <laughs> so, Stit has just declared that if you've come back boy. from one of six states, you're going to have to self-quarantine for 14 days. New Jersey, oh. New York, Connecticut. I'm sorry. Connecticut. Uh, California, Louisiana, and Washington. So, Carl, if you come back to the state, I can't see you for two weeks. Um, you know, there's two Washingtons, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, Carl, mm-hmm. it's it's because the District of Columbia, they call it a district because it's actually in Canada and they don't have states, they have districts. And it's where you are <laughs> geographically is just south of the Washington border into Colorado. Yeah, Columbia does, they, they is don't a synonym for Canada them, in Canadian. Yeah. They don't call them districts. They call them provinces and territories, you fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, that's what you wanted to pick a fight with me about. Not the fact that I said that Washington's southern border was Colorado and not uh, uh, Canada like it clearly and properly is. <laughs> that's the problem we had. So, Governor Kevin DC State. is actually cool. Uh, <laughs> oh, don't give up, yeah, Parker. Up. This is literally how I have had to host the show the entire extent of hosting yeah, yeah, the show. To, Get to, good, okay? I'm sorry. Talk okay, over uh, the people. Most, the most important corona news uh, in Oklahoma uh, is twofold. One, Oklahoma native Joe Diffie uh, died at 61 um, due to coronavirus today. Oh. Um, I don't know if you all remember who he is, nope. uh, but he was— Diffie, Diffie uh, Ford, right? Diffie Ford, yeah. Uh, Wait, really? I mean— Winning country music singer songwriter. That's Joe the same Diffie person. Died. Yes. No, but the guy he he ran Diffie Ford. Man, prop me up beside the jukebox if I die in John Deere Green. Yes. Oh. Wow. He was born in Tulsa and lived in Velma, Oklahoma. He tested positive for COVID on Friday, and he is dead because of it. Ripping pepperonis. <laughs> hey, as long as I, I don't care about any Joe dying in this state except for Joe Exotic. Shri Vogel, Maldonado passage. Okay, if he right. passes, uh, Joe, so we're all Joe Exotic um, actually uh, is the only person who's immune to COVID nineteen. Um, yeah, I don't know if you all saw that in the show. So, uh, Governor Kevin Stitt, in 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 real news, um, is ignoring the requests of more than a dozen medical associations in the state. Um, they were calling for a statewide shutdown and shelter in place, uh, and instead, the governor is ordering all non-essential businesses in the 19 counties that have confirmed cases to close for mm, 21 days. Um, he described uh, non-essential as businesses that are not socially driven, like bars and gyms. Yeah. So everything else. Everything else is fine. Um, he's calling for a two-week suspension of elective surgical and dental procedures, uh, like abortion, um, to conserve personnel protective equipment, like surgical masks and gloves. Um, he's also ordering a statewide suspension of visitation for nursing homes, which is probably the only good idea that he's had so far. I mean, uh, these are all good ideas. It's just that there's literally piles and piles and piles and piles of not even good ideas, but just necessary ideas that are just left uh, yeah. on the cutting room floor where he's Absolutely. like, oh, yeah, non-essential services. Well, we're not going to infringe on GameStop's right to bu- sell games to 14-year-olds and let 14-year-olds sneeze on games. Like, that yeah. that, that, that has to the be continued aisles. to allow. The toy aisles in Walmart have been hard off with to get i need to get a uh baby to have with me in quarantine and if i don't get that i it's essential 
Right. Um, so uh, essentially, Governor Stitt, um, the man who uh, is a far better elected official than uh, our current president, um, uh, is running along a much better timeline uh, for this, a much more rational, reasoned timeline. Not Easter weekend, though fucking Saturday after that. He wants Oklahoma <laughs> to go back damn. to work on April 21st because, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> the next two weeks um, – should be enough efforts uh, to flatten the curve, you know, uh, when we only well, have like, also, <laughs> cases. We definitely Jesus have enough is to have to stay quarantined inside of his cave. <laughs> well, he is an, <laughs> is an anti-vaxxer, so maybe, okay? He is okay, through okay. and through. Also, let's be honest, you know, uh, even though the country is going to be close to April 30th, as we found out while we were, were recording the show from Donald Trump. Um, everyone will want oil again all of a sudden. So people are going to have to go back to their oil jobs. You know, it's only a fifth of the economy in Oklahoma, and there's nothing going on with the oil economy right now. It's fine. It's good. Have you seen gas prices? They're great. Yeah, uh, literally less <laughs> than a dollar. <laughs> yeah. It is, 19, it is one of the better parts of the 70s. Um and uh, so state officials uh, are trying to stay on top of testings, uh, basically with uh, all I have here is more test kits coming into the state. No quantification for you all, I'm sorry. Um, they, they, they're uh, taught the uh, Jerome Lothridge, who is the Oklahoma Secretary of Health, um, is talking about expanding the types of folks that they're testing. Um, they're working to develop a plan to partner with two hospitals. They're working to develop a plan. Okay, so it's not even developing a plan. They're working to develop a plan. Th this uh, is gonna partner. be this is gonna be the sequel to the uh, poster board shown at the Trump conference. Except this poster board is just going to be like very clearly edited at the last minute. There will be like a portion of the board that's just all marked out in black marker, and then like other stuff will be drawn in. There'll be three different fonts. Oh. It, it's okay, it, so, I'm really so, so, excited. So we're talking about they're. Like oceans open thing here. They're working to. They got to gather a team first. They got to get like the most yeah, it's people pre, together. It's pre planning. Pre planning. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's the same thing as the the, the 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 Joe Biden tweet where he's like, uh, to deal with coronavirus, we have to do everything we can to deal with coronavirus. We have to have the experts work on it. Like literally that. <laughs> to, to to Adam's plan though, it's going to be the same thing as Joe Biden um taking the picture uh like like uh, the line graph of the stock market in its entirety um and using it uh, in a campaign <laughs> ad for the M in Trump uh where they goes up kind of down up again and then now is crashing to the to the, to the bottom. I I like the aesthetic appeal of that uh but there will be in one uh one uh, apparently there will be a they're going to create test two partner with two hospitals to create to create a facility for COVID 19 <laughs> triage um there'll be one in oklahoma city area and one in the tulsa area they will be connected by wormholes through portal because um, it is one it is a facility sounds like lizard um, technology I'll, I'll, I'll get back to no, that gonna... on, uh, check out our conspiracy pod for all my lizard wormhole theories. It's coming. It's coming. They're, they're uh, building the uh, Gata West Bank tunnel in between Tulsa and Oklahoma City. <laughs> and I quote, the hospital community is working together to decide where these, where those will go. And from there, they will decide how best to staff them and what resources they will need um, and where the tunnel entrances will be. The, the hospital community. <laughs> so it's like, has anybody heard about this hospital agenda that's taken over Hollywood? <laughs> Absolutely. 
Um, uh, the anti-intellectualism in this con- in this state, like the fact that it hasn't already like conjured several deaths. I mean, it will be more. And I guess Timothy McVeigh is also into anti-intellectualist. But like, oh man, mm, mm, the anti-intellectualism is really going to bite him in the ass at some point. And I hope that this virus has a little bit to do with. It. I hope everyone has to learn some fucking science and math because of this goddamn virus. No, I think it's going to be the opposite. I think if this stuff fall people are going to start doing like mystical remedies and stuff we're going to go back to like pre-scientific pre-rational i am charging my crystals outside right now okay peace of mind bookstore is about to be uh packed you know what i mean yeah they are an essential service price books has their own mystical medicine section okay and i have bought Multiple, <laughs> multiple <laughs> volumes of mystical medicine from Half Price Books. Um, the, the, the Sex Panther and the Tiger Balm are going off the shelves <laughs> at the Greater Winterwood uh, Animal Exotic Park or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> you, you nailed it. You nailed it. Um, and so uh, to to, to kind of end in this a little bit because clearly uh, the ineptitude and inadequacy of all of these response like like uh, across the fucking board especially with like New York and New Jersey coming into it as a use case of just literal explosion um that this pos- no possibly couldn't happen anywhere else in the United States a little bit of positivity um, for you all, um, in that uh, Oklahoma museums um, are engaging in a hashtag museums from home virtual movement. Um, it's actually pretty cool. Um, they're contributing to uh, these types of activities that are uh, that are happening in a couple of other states um, try to, in creative ways to kind of increase online engagement um, during the mandated closings. Um, the the Myriad Botanical Gardens created botanical broadcasts uh, featuring weekly virtual lessons in garden and place, virtual lessons on their website available to public, and the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum is offering virtual museum tours, um, as well as a social media takeover from their security guard, Tim, which is worth checking out. I already have. Are they gonna? Yeah. Are they gonna the, shoot me a gun the finally? Omniplex, <laughs> the Omniplex wants to assure everyone you can't catch Corona from the giant mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the Omnidome in and of itself. Uh, no, in, uh, in addition uh, to, to, to tours, the Philbrook Museum of Art, uh, along with other museums, are offering uh, sort of like free resources to download, as well as uh, offering virtual tours as well. The Will Rogers Muse- uh, Memorial Museum is contributing to hands-on activities, student resources, teaching guides to encourage education at home, um, which is all really great coming out of this. Uh, com- uh, like at the very least, to help distract people in in the midst of the pandemic. Come on over here. Come on, coward. Coward. I know that I want to punch you in the nose. I'll beat your goddamn ass, you son of a bitch. You're an intellectual dumbass. And I'm coming. You coward. You think you're a tough guy. I hate you, coward. (laughs) We're going to defeat this anti-human scum. We're going to wreck their world. So this week, we've got a special reading series. Uh, This one comes to us from the Washington Times. Uh, Their uh, tagline is Reliable Reporting, The Right Opinion, which, as our (laughs) listener knows, means uh, that they are about to tell us gibberish, that they have absolutely no idea what Uh, they're saying. Right underneath it, they do have an ad for uh, Do This to a Quote End. End quote. Toenail fungus. Try today. 
I have. Uh, I have. Sure those are targeted ads. Yeah. Parker. No, I have. I have. <laughs> Damn. So, so wow. I think they my, are my targeted ads. No, <laughs> listen. I think that they are targeted ads, but I want to read you the guys the one that I have. Uh, it just says ad related. How to disinflect floors? Ways to improve your lung health? Stocks to buy right now? Dresses for women over sixty-five? Calculate your reverse mortgage and mortgage refinance rates. So, um, the, they definitely have me pegged as to what I'm doing in my life. So Parker definitely has foot fungus. Um, so, so I don't have ads because I'm not a, a fucking asshole who doesn't use an ad blocker. I, I have my ad blocker on. I have my ad blocker on as well. It, some of them slip through. Fuck you. Uh, so let's jump right into it. The title for this one is America with coronavirus gets a taste of socialism which one um yeah bitch about the government's response to anything when you have donald trump as your president because you like you unless you literally elected like mussolini you couldn't get a a further right-wing president so yeah that's what's going on but uh shout out to uh cheryl k chumley for this one <laughs> Um, Chumley. She's an online and opinion editor for the Washington Times, the author of Devil in D.C., Winning Back the Country from the Beast in Washington. Another, that's a fake name. Yeah, that's a fake name. That's, that, that, that is 100% Joe Exotic. All right, here we go, here we go. So Cheryl Chumley left her job murdering Carol Baskin's husband to write for the Washington Times. Socialism-loving millennials, look and take note. They're talking to us. Uh, the clearing of store shelves, the closing of retail, the shuttering of restaurants and nightclubs and bars, places that you say anyone who goes to is immoral and deserves whatever happens to them uh, at, even if those things are violent and sexual assault. Uh, these are the outcomes of mass response to the global pandemic called coronavirus. But they're also what befall when socialism takes over so hey, guys socialism uh, is a, a were disease there, were there nightclubs and bars when you went to cuba <laughs> uh yeah they were uh, uh, <laughs> just wondering it's, it's basically wasn't so the whole time i was there so yeah they're all over the place the current store runs across america in the quest for toilet paper, this is a terribly written sentence. The current store runs across America in the quest for toilet paper and bottled water aren't symptoms of a free market. We're in a free market, you fucking moron. You just absolute <laughs> fucking twat of a fucking idiot. God she, she, damn is a, it. She's, she is a fucking teapot, I agree. Uh, their panic buys made Wait, in reaction <laughs> to nonstop, contextually devoid media coverage about the quote-unquote deadly coronavirus. Cheryl K. Chumley is at least 65 years old and is taking care of at least three other immunocompromised people in her life right now that she's just willing to murder for the sake of the market. To quarantines well, market and quarantine collapsed by the media. Maybe it sucks. Yeah. Also, uh, also, also, in what kind of free market are you not allowed to do panic buys? <laughs> like, isn't that the whole point? I can buy what I want when I want. Like, what what does free market mean if not that? No, no, no. She keep keep, keep it going. Come on, come on. Uh. From, well, okay, so normally you would say, like, from this to that to that 
to that. But Cheryl didn't really uh, like get that part of the um, th- like nomenclature, so she's just going to go in with the to and not use from. So I know this is going to be confusing. There's a lot of semicolons here. So there, just be aware. that's I know that's what we're dealing with. So this should be a from, but it's a to. To quarantines and quarantine requirements. To announcements of school closings and business shutdowns that keep stretching and expanding. To govern... She can't get to Applebee's is the fucking whole goddamn fucking issue. Bro, TGI Fridays being closed is no joke. Keep going. To, to government advertisements and press conferences that keep changing in tone and content. Complain to your goddamn president. And most importantly, to the overall unaccustomed atmosphere of fear that grows that grows upon seeing store shelves in America cleared of items such as toilet paper and bottled water. Uh, yeah, 9-11, you know, what really I remember from that day isn't watching it on the television as a second grader, uh, seeing people commit suicide as a second grader. It's not the shock of my country being attacked or the fear of what happens after that as a child in a country that has been attacked. You know what it was? As soon as that plane hit that first tower, I thought, how am I going to wipe my ass for the next fucking three months? <laughs> how? How am I going to drink water that I can guarantee has been resold to be by the Nestle company, which means that slaves were involved? I, I, I don't understand. Yeah, how, how much does this lady also, like, praise the wartime rationing in World War II and, like, the sacrifices people made to keep everyone safe? And now that any sort of sacrifice like what in the goddamn fuck is this i can't buy all the doo-doo paper i want i need shit tickets and i need them now <laughs> i can't go to the red robin and order myself some tendies and a caesar salad that last is an alarm that grows louder each day in america Land it's eight seven fir- seven shit now. By the yeah. way, I don't know if you caught that. <laughs> I, hold on, I have to hit this. This this next sentence is very artful. This is eight this seven is, seven shit she, now. She, she has a uh, uh, an English degree of some kind or a literature degree because you can tell. All right, she's intelligent. She's college educated. In America, land of the free and plenty. There's an M dash here, which you know means she's intelligent. In America, land okay, of pause. the capital. Hate on the fucking M dash over here, you piece I, of shit. I will the, use an N dash like a regular human being. What do you need? Two dashes converted into one for you. Fucking I need idiot. a dash as big as my penis. Get out uh, of here. So we're gonna hit rather than like just use commas Still to do big. your thing twice or to make a list. We're gonna actually just repeat. You, you, she couldn't pick which of these beginnings of the sentences she liked more. So we do America, land of the free and plenty. In America, land of the capitalist and free market, where stores bulge with supplies and purchases and overnight deliveries are but a computer click away. Empty grocery bins aren't just curiosities. They are frightening. They are, what the heck is going on here, frightening? I'm just imagining a store in, like, uh, gray sweatpants just bulging with supplies, you know what I mean? Bro, uh, the the choice of the word bulging there, and, like, also, I love that there's no investigation. I love that that there's... Target, that target, target. I love that there's no investigation into, like, what it means to have stores that bulge with supplies. Like, that's not a good thing, you fucking idiot! We shouldn't just have shit wasting on the shelves! We should be using things... It's not how our economy works anymore. Everything is like last second. 
Like, oh, we have barely enough to meet the demand we think we're going to meet, and we stock it as soon as we can. And we are buying it. Like, it's literally, there is none of this. We have too much stuff that we just let sit here. That's not an re economic reality in this country anymore. That's just not how anything works. And that drives the panic buying even more. The it's empty, a self-fulfilling prophecy. The empty shelves themselves become the reason for the panic buying. We're not because used to this. Because you can buy nothing. Uh, you can uh, buy if, the if, shelves. If this were like Zizek and he was like, you know, the empty shelves themselves become the reason for the panic buying. In the wire, you see a man look upon the coast from his union job that is gone. I would buy it, actually. But not, <laughs> not here. We're <laughs> not, not in this context. We're not used to this. We've never before seen this. The Great Depression, the Civil War, the First and Second <laughs> World Wars, uh, using nuclear weapons, the Cold War, Boy. the Vietnam War, the Korean War, Desert Storm, the Iraq War. Um, these are things that our country didn't experience in the past, and you should shut the fuck up about them because fuck you. Fuck you. Well, they, Do you realize that the revolution – the revo During the revolution, George Washington – ordered the boats to cross the Delaware from Amazon. It's in the history books that Amazon has printed for our public <laughs> schools. I don't know that's, how you can contest that. That's what the Revolutionary War was. George Washington was complaining to the manager of the colonies. <laughs> <laughs> the original Becky. <laughs> We're not used to this. We've never seen this before. Aside from some empty bread and bottled water aisles during hurricane seasons, which just the, you know, fucking dead people. Like, like... Pause, pause. We have seen this before. That's yeah. literally what you're saying. That this happens during a regular thing that happens every year in America. And, Hurricanes. And, and some difficulties finding shovels at Home Depot during snowstorm mornings. Americans, by and large, are buy what we want when we want it lot. And if it ain't in the store, we'll get it online shipped overnight. I really love that folksy delivery there. Bro, bro, how hard is your dick about the fact that uh, if I can't find something in a store and I can't buy it on, uh, on uh, uh, overnight, it uh, yeah, it doesn't exist. And also, again, no investigation into like is that a good system that like means <laughs> we can do anything. Also, I don't know about you all. I almost exclusively, if I want something, I go buy it in a store if I want it right now. I don't buy it online. <laughs> okay, whoa. I don't want to derail this from where we're going because we still have a ways to go. Adam, you're never reading another fucking conservative reading list because you're taking years. But there is there is a commentary column on the right side. I don't know if it's populated for you or if this is also targeted because this one is targeted for me by Ethan Epstein. To battle oh, yeah. coronavirus, what we need is to heed Wayne Gretzky's <laughs> advice. <laughs> I am clicking on it right now. <laughs> Wait, no, did you see the other one from Cheryl K. Trumley? COVID-19, a crisis fit for a new world order, you know what I mean? Hell yeah. Mm. But, but Probably has some references to the Zog, if you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but that's for our conspiracy episode, we'll leave that alone. But, but Nike. Uh, we get pizza delivery by drone for crying out loud. Now, Nike has shut doors. They've laid off their slaves. States have declared emergencies. Toilet paper is on back order. Tissue boxes, too. Meat bins are emptied. Canned 
good canned goods are dwindling. Milk is a luxury that can't be found for sale anywhere. In other I words, I have not yet seen a single any time I've gone to the store, there's always been enough milk. That's it, just wrong. It literally is just bread and toilet paper. In other I words, don't know why. it's a good teaching moment for millennials. This is what we needed. This is the wake up call that all of us need. For Senator Bernie Sanders fans, for Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's advocates, because she doesn't have any fucking fans, you go to her OnlyFans page and you will see that she doesn't have any. And, and, and Cheryl K. Chumley, she's fucking drowning in OnlyFans fucking site hits. You would be fucking blown away by the she fucking... She gives you the chum. She gives dude. you the chum. Dude, if you Actually, like socialism, AOC's OnlyFans has one person on it. He edits the Daily Wire, and it's just for feet pics. Uh-huh. No, absolutely not. That WikiFeed already disproved that. Okay, the only person on it <laughs> is our boy, who can't stop owning her. If you like socialism, well, here's socialism up front and personal in our capitalist country ruled by Donald Trump dealing with a natural disaster. It's almost like that the only way we can deal with natural disasters is to employ socialism, that it is the only rational response. Because my only other thing that I guess what I would want to see is uh, uh, I just I guess uh, the Applebee's open so that I could get a, a double chicken special. The uh, first. That's, that's, well, that's what socialism is, though. It's when the Applebee's is closed. <laughs> I, I like to think good. in my head that Ben Shapiro is single-handedly funding, fu- like funding uh, AOC's re-election campaign through her OnlyFans site. <laughs> That's show canon. That's just straight-up show canon. I'll Actually, let you know. I, I, on a totally unrelated note to the if you like socialism or heroism upfront and personal, Vietnam has successfully beaten the coronavirus. So <laughs> just something to throw out there. Uh, Cuba <laughs> is exporting all of its doctors to like take care of Italy right now. The, they keep showing up and they're like, wait, where's the Italian Communist Party? What? We thought you all were still around. Cuba's yeah, doing Cuba. reverse Gladio now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so this is the beginning of a quote. Uh, the first time I couldn't buy food at the grocery store. Terrible place to stop a quote, by the way, because – it just has it's just awful fucking goddamn i could edit this shit wrote daniel d martino in usa today in february of 2019 i was 15 years old it was 2014 in caracas venezuela so we're listening to a 20 year old from caracas venezuela give us fucking ideological advice uh and i had spent more than an hour in line waiting when i got to the register i noticed i had forgotten my id that day Without the ID, the government rationing system would not allow the supermarket to sell my family the full quota of food we needed. It was four days until the government allowed me to buy any more. Which, again, like, that's kind of like complaining to showing up at the bar without your ID. Or, like, showing up to the grocery store without your fucking credit card. If you go to use your food stamps without your ID. Or use your credit card without your credit card. What if your money is in your bank account? Here's another question. It sounds like that's a good way to make sure that uh, the grocery store has enough for everybody who comes to it. Sounds like that would solve the whole problem we have where the stores are empty because people buy too much toilet paper. Also, he couldn't go back, get his ID, and then come back for his full quota of food? It no, wasn't the grocery store wasn't even closed. In with your ID to the grocery store, they know he's been there without his ID. <laughs> DiMartino said that socialism, which he lived with, until 2016, when he came to the United States as a student, <laughs> well, destroyed I, I, I his country. 
roommate called socialism, okay? I understand. <laughs> Adam, you and I rotated through socialism every other year. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Uh, it, it was uh, – I tried, tried to live by the maxim of to each according to his need and from each according to his ability. But it turned out that most of the socialism I lived with had no ability, which usually necessitates a lot of need. So it was a good mix. Uh the government, seeking to distribute necessary products in a fair and equitable manner, imposed price controls, nationalized the most important private industries, took over the free market, and hampered the individual's ability to create and produce. It doesn't seem like they did. So wait, what, what were the negative things? effects of that? That you can't forget your ID? Uh, uh, shortages, yeah. oh, okay. predictably, <laughs> were the result. Come on. But, like, wait, so, but, but people don't die starving in the streets there. No shortages! Did you hear? You couldn't <laughs> buy Whataburger brand ketchup and Heinz brand ketchup and then mix them together at home to make he Wada Heinz ketchup. You couldn't do that in, in Venezuela. It, it, it's Heinz burger. Is it? Oh, that's okay. I, I, I want to apologize to the Whataburger and Heinz families for what I it's did just now. It's the new Pizza Hut Taco Bell Oh, that's actually true. I do, need, I do need the 11 different types of cottage cheese at the store. I like to do what's called a suicide where I mix them all together. Right. <laughs> Get it's, all the different types of cottage cheese. You, you should apologize Even to out the, flavors. the Heinz and Whataburger. If you get all the cottage cheeses, you get a cottage. That's how it works. That's how Bernie got those two extra houses, is he gathered the cottage cheese together. Well, and through their power big, combined. Like, I put them in a big punch bowl and just eat the, the whole bowl throughout the course of like a week. And shortages oh, went prep. far beyond the supermarket, he went on. My family and I suffered from blackouts and lack of water. Not like there, what happened in California or <laughs> Texas or Nevada or Arizona yeah, that's or not any of those states. <laughs> the regime, not part of America. <laughs> the regime nationalized electricity to make electricity free, which is also what we did. In like taxpayers paid for all the stuff that makes electricity, but then we sold it to private companies so that they could charge us, which seems. No, so they could create Damn. jobs, Adam. Uh, uh, jobs fighting wildfires. Yeah, that's what they did. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, this resulted in an underinvestment in the electrical grid. By 2016, my home lost power roughly once a week. Uh, hold up, literally, sorry. What happened to California? California's electrical grid? <laughs> a private company. <laughs> That doesn't have anything to do with Venezuela or the current issues in the United States. So just nah, fucking shut up. Actually, I'm sorry. I take that back. <laughs> What's most interesting is that the government never once said that its goal was to destroy the nation or to shepherd the power into the hands of the few of the elite. Nope. The official message from Venezuela's guiding geniuses was to help the downtrodden. Open the doors oh, of see, opportunity to her all. That, her complaint is that they lied about it. In our country, we just say we're going to uh, shuffle all the power up to the elites. Ensure everybody got a fair share of the pie. The official message was one of equality and justice and fairness for all, not just the rich. 
I wonder Does that how sound that familiar? Venezuela. Hmm. Socialism is a works. rot. Socialism is an evil. Socialism is a soul-killing, soul-sucking cancer that has no place in a free society, uh, even if it comes under a name of democratic socialism. Even if it comes under the umbrella of progressivism. Even if it comes by way of platforms and policy of the Democratic Party. Folks, if you want to see socialism at work. The Democratic Party platform that are turning the freaking frogs gay. <laughs> if you want to see socialism at work, close, oh, uh, uh, at work, up close and personal, no need to travel to Venezuela or Cuba or elsewhere. Just visit the your local your local grocery that doesn't make any sense just visit your local grocery if the doors aren't locked that is again i don't understand working is proof that socialism doesn't (laughs) yeah but it's only sometimes okay i do want to point out that she does have her own podcast called bold and blunt (laughs) oh it's not about weed that's actually what joe exotic named his penis (laughs) <laughs> Ooh! Did you guys catch that he has a Prince Albert that he puts a padlock on to do dudes? Uh, so cool. That he keeps the, the padlocks on his wall. He has two padlocks. He rotates out his Prince Albert in his extremely tight Wranglers. <laughs> I'm voting for him. I'm voting for him. When he does a UG Debs from prison campaign, like, I'm sorry, Bernie, but I got to vote from a man, Joe. You know, uh, Joe Exotic, that is. Um. <laughs> All right, everybody. Our Twitter is at RedStar over OK. We also have a Facebook page and a subreddit. You can listen on SoundCloud and iTunes as well as most other places podcasts are found. Any questions, comments, complaints, or concerns can be sent to our email, redstaroverok at gmail.com. Please tell your friends about us and rate and review on iTunes. Thanks. Have a nice week. Bye.